Welcome back to episode 42 of Coffee in Christ. Ooh. Even though we have ice water today. Yeah, no uh, no coffee again. I had a lot of coffee though today. I don't need any more. I need to limit that. I would like... You, had, you need to what? I need to limit it. Like I'm sure they took a oh. blood sample they just be straight caffeine. Well, you said I just need the lemon fat. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that is. I have a hard time hearing anyway when you put these headphones on. Even with his voice is like what's the word? Muffled. No, like I can hear his microphone in my ear, but in my earphones, but I still Amplified. can't hear him. Amplified. Still can't hear him. I'm sorry. So I'm good. No, everything's right on my. But welcome, welcome back. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. It's my fault. My game's down. Welcome back to. I thought what? Does it sound better now? Yeah. Okay. My game. I don't know what game is, but it was down. So. Welcome back for another exciting week journey in Matthew. But, yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of cool. We were looking at, I can, actually, I can pull it back up. We were looking at, like, where people listen to Coffee and Crash. By the way, 452 of you guys listened to the podcast last week. That's or awesome. I guess it was the week before, because last, last week's didn't post till today for some reason. Yeah, we're still trying. But to we're up 34%. That's awesome. And I looked at like the little map. You can look at see where people download it. So not just listening, like they're actually downloading it and listening, like following along. It's crazy. We have people in Alaska, California, Texas, Washington, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia. And then we get out of the United And then States, we have like the Netherlands. We always had was it Belgium? Yeah, Belgium's been Belgium's been the OG followers since day one. We released our first episode three hundred and twenty five days ago. So, I just, the only reason I know that is oh. I saw it on the thing. <laughs> but they have been OG listeners for a while. We also have some in like Paris, like almost in Paris. We have some in France. We have, it's crazy. So, thanks for sticking around for 42 episodes. Well, not 42, but that's crazy. Thanks for sticking around. Oh, United Kingdom. I'm looking at it now. United Kingdom, some Chinese continent that I can't read because I'm not fluent in the Chinese symbols. Um,. Let's see. Chicago, Illinois, Iowa, Montreal. Oh, wow. Um, Virginia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Texas, Miami, Nassau, and the Bahamas. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) This is crazy. That's a lot. We haven't looked at it in a while. And it's been a long long time since I've looked at it. It's kind of just a surprise. We're like, ooh. Well, you know, even if only one person listened to this, I count it as a win. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, but still, I was just like... Get to spend some quality time with my best pal. Yeah, I, I never like, see... Wow. Never see my best pal anymore. Ever. <laughs> we just work to, together. I know, that's, that's the joke. <laughs> but I, I do have one question for you. you, you, might, do, you no, you no, do you like, miss me when I'm around? Huh? I asked you first. What? I asked you first. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I just said it. Ask me what? Do you miss me when I'm around? No, okay. Uh-huh. I want to preface that with... You know, me and Jackson have been best friends for... I don't know. Almost five years. If not, mm-hmm. more... Does it feel like? Does it feel like it's more to you? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I feel like it's been an eternity because I've been around you so much. So my question to you is, and we're both going to answer this honestly: Do you miss me when I'm not around? You know what? There hasn't been a time when you haven't been, so I don't know. Like, well, I gone for a week on vacation. Gone. 
whole week. Time, when was the last time you've been gone on a week from Vic? Okay, Disney World. I'll say that. Yeah. But do you miss me when I'm not around? Yeah, but I was more jealous of you because you're oh. at Disney World. <laughs> it, this whole thing, and I do miss you when you're not around. But you're always around. So. <laughs> there's not really a time where. Yeah, but it's funny because there's just pop or a TikTok that somebody showed us, and it was like this guy also recording a podcast and talking to his best friend, and was like. You only see me when you need money, which because is where he works for him, and that's what I'm like. I'm like, all of my friends work for me. Is that the only reason? Are you if, using me? If I, if you didn't get a paycheck, would you be? Would you still be my friend? Yes. Okay. What if I was in a wheelchair? Yeah. Okay. I just wonder. I just wonder. Would you? Would you get a handicap van for me to ride around in? Buy one, like specifically, so we could like go on trips together. Wouldn't you not have one? Well, yeah, but, I mean... I mean, I have the Ranger. That's about it, though. <laughs> just throw me in the bed. Yeah, I'll just... Hang on. Slide you in. Just but... Strap you down with some of those ratchet straps. This is all... It's all a joke. Like, I we just saw that TikTok, and he was like, What I want to know... He's British. What I want to know is, do you miss me when I'm not around? I think that's hilarious. <laughs> so, that was my question. But I answered it honestly. I do miss you when you're and not around, answer, but honestly. you're always around, so... I was like, it's hard to know. I don't really know for sure. Except the time I was house sitting for your your animals, yeah, it was just a stressful time. I just get stressed out. I'm afraid your mom's gonna get mad at me. It's not hard if, to do that. If, if I leave something out or something, Mom or everyone a chicken dies. Oh, gladly know. they're gone. So I used to sweet talk those chickens. I go out there and be like, "Hey, girls! Hey, girls!" My phone's ringing again. We've record, tried recording this three different times now. And my phone it's just rings. Well, it's like it's, it's connected to my computer, and so like it rings on my computer too, and Very it's loudly. so loud. But anyway, anyway, what happened with you? You know what? We'll just ask. Well, you know what we're looking forward to. Let's do that this time. You first. You first. You first. We're going to Charleston. Wah, 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 wah. Not as good as yours. <laughs> Not as good of a drum roll as yours. Yeah, we're. Uh, turns out, um, you know. Actions don't offer President's Day, or um, you know, Vol State isn't either. So I'm just guess skipping class. <laughs> well, we hope, we planned it around President's Day. We were like banking on it to be off, and so we booked it. And then then we got the word that hey, we work for President's Day. We were like, all right. No, apparently Vol State is in and session. Vol State also it has classes. And I was like, dang it. But I did tell Jackson, you know, if we need to come back Sunday night, we can. But. If you don't skip co- if you don't skip class, are you really even in college? I, mean, I only I have one my, class. Huh? I only have one class. Yeah, but you just missed this one time and you can't <laughs> miss anymore. No, then I miss all of Baja. Oh yeah. That is very unfortunate. Surely they'll understand. They do. Like this Rufus eh, is a we're good going guy. on vacation. I'm not even going to tell. They should be like, hey, we're going on a mission trip. Like, Rufus is a good guy, my teacher. Yeah, yeah I already kind of prefaced him. He's like, Oh yeah, cool, where you go? Like But you weren't gonna be here? Yeah. Well uh, not Monday. I'm meeting up for my for the well, mission trip. He's like, Oh yeah, cool. You know, we like planned this whole trip to go um, to Charleston. Excuse me. I've never been to Charleston. It's fun. I've so been. there's some listeners that were like around the area, so that maybe oh, it's paparazzi. We might do a it's paparazzi going to show up. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, stop it! Just stop. We're going to the market um, this so, day. But anyway, um, you know, we planned this whole trip, and then of course we worked for my dad, really, but. He was like, "Yeah, we're not off," and I went, "Well, I'm finna be off." Yeah, like, I'm off. Because um, you already booked the trip. Yeah. So anyway, we're just uh, we'll be there in spirit. Yeah, it's okay. It's just 
we're gonna leave yes we're gonna leave tomorrow after works so we're technically like only missing two days it's fine place can run without us that's true that's true but two days it could stay afloat hopefully <laughs> we'll find out but um yeah my week has been great it's been good um i don't have anything like just specifically that was like a ball in day but i mean it was, you got to it see was a good day today. Huh? You got to see Witten today. Oh, that's perfect. I didn't even think of I'm just I'm not used to that. Yeah. I got to see Witten today, which is my if you're new to us, my three year old niece, and she like she get she when you're around a bunch of people, like it's not she gets kind of stressed out, I think. It's overstimulated. Yeah, and so like she won't like talk to you as much or she kinda just like shuts down. But when you're with her one on one, it is so fun. She wanted chicken nuggets and um a happy meal from McDonald's, so I went and got that, and then me and Carrie both got ten-piece chicken nuggets, yeah. and so Witten had like her little six-piece there, and she goes pickles. I said yes, because she always says my name before she says anything. No, she's like pickles, and I was like yes, and she goes, "How come your box is bigger than mine?" <laughs> and I was like, well, "Because I can eat more chicken nuggets than you." And she goes, "Really?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And then she looked at Carrie, and she's like, "Mama." Why is yours bigger than mine? And she goes, well, she goes, you're little, I'm medium-sized, and Pickles is big. So we all get different-sized chicken nuggets. And Whitman was like, wow. wow. And she just kept going small, medium, big. Aww. Small, medium, big. Then she, Josh and Carrie, my sister and her husband, are building a new house. So we went, Whitten showed me every room in the house. Oh, she's so excited. And then we played hide-and-seek for a few minutes. And then I had to go, and she did not want me to leave. But I grabbed her with a sucker, and it worked. She's a sucker. I was like, if you will get in your car seat and let Pickles buckle you in, I'll give you a sucker. And it worked. (laughs) So Perfect. But anyway, she's she's so fun. And Piper just looked at me. She was very confused at why I was there. She's not, I mean, she's one. So, like, she was just very confused at why I was there in the middle of the day. And it was like, she kept looking at me like, you be Why are you here? <laughs> Why you know? But it was fun. It was a blast. Shouldn't you be somewhere? So, but yeah, what about what about your week? What about Me? what's been going on? Me, it has got a good grade on an A and P test, so I'm gonna take that all day. Um, it today is Maggie's birthday, my sister. So uh, happy birthday to her! I don't know if they still listen. I really don't. I think they do. Okay. Well, I'm not, not going to bring the crowd down. Happy birthday, Maggie! <laughs> but I know uh, they used to watch them. I hope they still do. Anywho, uh, and then I got to see my nephews twice this week because we usually see see them on Sunday, and we also saw them on Monday for Maggie's birthday. So That's it was a double whammy. That's uh, fine. Joe's walking. Sam's not quite there, but Joe's walking. I didn't know that. That's he, awesome. Step, he, he's taking like five steps and then he'll just be like, "Me too." And then he'll just like sit down or Me like too. grab something. But he's getting there. He's just get. He's just got to get confident. He can do it. He's strong enough. He's just got to get. You know the. He'll get it in him one day and he'll just run across the room. Piper can go and like grab a hold of things and stand up. And That's good. She's just like very wobbly and then she falls. Well, she's getting there. But, Witten is starting to get jealous of her. No, oh, yeah. It was actually really funny because she, we were playing grocery, like she has a little grocery thing with a little automatic 
Like scanner. Well, it has a scanner, but it also has like the little black conveyor belt mm. that moves. You can put That's stuff cute. on it, and it moves to the front. So she, we were playing that. I bought everything she had five times, but um, we um, were talking, and Piper kept like walking over there, and Whitten would go. <sighs> And then she would huff, and you're like, it's okay, she's yeah. not. And she would be like, mama. And like, you'd be mad. And Carrie was like, honey, she is not bothering you. And then at one point, she came over there and went and grabbed a hold of her and pushed her. Oh, no. And Carrie was like, no, ma'am. And was like, it was it oh, was no. bad. Nice. She's, so she's starting to get like, she, if I'm there, she doesn't like me to play with Piper. She wants me to play with her. Yeah. And so. That's but it's the age. I wonder if the boys will be like that whenever they get Probably. Just because they're, they're twins, maybe not. They share DNA. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, maybe not. But, you know, there's enough people to... It was just you today. That's true. Yeah. Because usually mom and dad hold Piper and I play with Witten. Right. So, like, that might have been... That might have been the difference. So, <clears throat> it'll probably be the same with the boys, but... But what else? What else is... I'm uh, in a new whip now. That's true. Well, not my own whip. But it's the work whip that I drive a lot. So it's like my own whip. That's so true. if you see a Danger Ranger zooming past you, it's not me. We only have one Ranger. Okay, it might be me then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. It's me. It's only Wednesday. A lot more happened. Looking forward to Charleston. It'll be fun. Have a little Airbnb. We do. It's right in Folly Beach, so... Just right outside of Charleston. And he's, and Jackson's been before. I've never, I've never been. Yeah, that's where dad was born. Hey, I don't want to get that wrong, but I'm pretty sure. So, and dad loves it, so we go there. When we can. Yeah, no, excuse me. But when we can. I'm trying to convince my parents to go on vacation there one time, but. That's nice. Or faithful Panama City. PCB. Seaside dwellers. <laughs> yeah. So. He's got his branch out. Well, speaking of, like, going places, Witten loves, she's obsessed with hotels right now. Loves them. And so she asked me, she's like, let me go to the beach. Is there going to be a hotel? And I was like, no, we're actually staying in a house. But she loves elevators, like, loves them. I said, but our house has an elevator in it, which it does. We're staying in the same house as last year, and there's four floors, and so it has an elevator in it. And so she was like, Really? We can ride the elevator all day. And I'm like, that's, nope. what, you, that's what you want. <laughs> no, we we will ride it all day. It's but she was, I want to stay in a place that doesn't catch on fire, though. Because when we went to Disney, our, there was a kitchen fire in our hotel and, or condo or whatever we were in. And we all had to evacuate. I think it's Carter. She was like, I don't want to stay in a, in a hotel that's going to catch on fire. That's kind of a fear, yeah. But yeah, that's what her, not the beach, not the pool. Elevator. The elevator. That's and you're like, she likes to watch Disney like hotel reviews. Really? On YouTube. That's really cute. Aww. And she likes to like. We were because she didn't. We were playing, and she's the one that wanted to go see our the new house. You asked me, and I said yes. Well, then we got to playing, and she didn't want to leave. And so Carrie was like putting Piper in the car. She was like, put Piper in the car. And I'm gonna come back and get you. And she was not want to stay here. I don't want to go. So then the, the movie ended, they were watching The Lion King, and so I was just like, pick a different show. So I said, okay, so I went and picked up the remote, and she was, I want to watch The Elevator Girl. And I was like, I don't know what The Elevator Girl is. And then Carrie came in, and I said, what's The Elevator Girl? And she goes, she wants to watch, watch Disney 
hotel reviews on YouTube. That's cute. Her favorite one is the Polynesian Resort. Oh, that is She awesome. watches that all the time. That's such a good one. So it's just like random people reviewing the hotel in Witten's Glue. She's like, that's amazing. So, anyway. How cute is she? Oh, she's something. Man, it's got your heart. Yes. Right there. Most definitely. She talked about you today. Oh. But she loves Jackson. She Every baby her. loves Jackson. Every every little girl. It's funny. It's just something. But they just don't know what you really like. <laughs> so they, Thanks. It's because it's you don't miss me when I'm not around. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, Matthew chapter 25. We finished chapter 24. Um, the you know what you can literally go to the episode before this and watch it because we just posted it so, I'm sorry about that I don't know why sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does it's really the web, just the system is not very and good. it used to be really good then it updated and then ever since it updated it's not been well I'm, I'm, I'm looking around for other things to use yeah so but anywho you could stay right up to track Right, right up to track. Right, right up to, to track. Right up to date and That's on track. Funny. There we go. And uh, we're going to continue on. Chapter 25. There's only just a few chapters left before we're done. They're, they're long and, and, and very impactful, so I'm not missing much. But chapter 25. You want to go? You go. You're talking, so you got it. Okay. Verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish the, f- when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And all the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, Go rather to the dealers, buy your, for yourself, and while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to, mar- to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So, we've reached the end of chapter 24, and we're only halfway through this Ovlet discourse. You know, there's, it goes through most of uh, chapter 25 as well. And in the second half, Jesus covers everything we just learned pretty much in the last half of 24. And it's much like the, the woes. It's kind of that chiasm style where the first one matched with the seventh one and the second and the sixth and, you know, so forth and so on. So now we know that this parable matches up with the end of chapter 24. And what was at the end of chapter 24? It was, the, it was teaching about his coming. You know, it's paired up that way. And so at the end of chapter 24, Jesus talks about how we don't know the time of his return, but we are always to stay alert and to stay ready for him to come back and never grow weary. You know, and the the same is for this parable right here. There's 10 virgins, one bridegroom, five of the virgins had oil. Their their lamps were lit. They were ready for uh, the bridegroom's return. And then there's the other five, the ones that did not have oil. They weren't prepared for the bridegroom's return. You know, more importantly, they, they missed their opportunity. Uh, he says that they, when they left to go get more old, they came back, they, their opportunity was gone. And then the bridegroom says, I do not know you. You know, and it tells them to always stay alert. And so 
and it's kind of it's symbolic obviously because parables always have a deeper spiritual meaning and then for this kind of the oil represents uh the thing we kind of must have if we want to be ready for the lord's return and that's is as a very blanket statement i mean we can go very detailed in this but i'm just going to do a blanket statement of having faith in t- in him you know until a person has placed their faith in jesus in him nothing else matters you know there's no heaven there's no future there's no eternal family you know if you don't possess that faith then he doesn't know you you know he's this is lines up perfectly what was we studied way earlier in matthew chapter 27 where he says you know he never knew you because he didn't know he needed to rescue you because you 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 might have said that you're a Christian, but don't really have the faith in him. And we can, like I said, we can go really deep into it that we might, you know, but there's more than just having faith. You know, you can announce it, you can, but it doesn't really mean anything. We see that in the Pharisees. And, you know, when you have faith in Jesus, that is when you change, when it changes you. You know, it changes your actions and mannerisms, your priorities, and all that comes with first putting your faith in him. That's where it starts. Well, and I don't want to, again, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head, but a lot of what this parable is, is talking about is a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have all these these people waiting um, to meet a certain person, and again, five of them are wise, five of them are foolish, but here here's what I like about this parable is the fact that all ten of them have the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. All ten of them, except five of them were prepared, wow. and five of them were not prepared. And you know that's that's what life is all about. You know, we all, everybody on this planet, however many billions, I don't even know. It's like, it's like seven, seven point something. It's it's gross. Billion. That's about. It's crazy. Yeah. Seven billion too many. In my opinion, the traffic is terrible. <laughs> traffic is terrible here. <laughs> but anyway, um, that was rude. I was just joking. I love everybody. <laughs> everybody is special. Um, but you you have these missed opportunities because some were prepared and some weren't. You know, I, I deem myself as a procrastinator, and I'm I'm okay with that. That's just who I am. But I get it done. But... Here's the reality. It's okay to procrastinate something when you know the date. Yeah. You know, like in college, I procrastinated everything until like the night before it was due. It worked. Well, obviously it didn't. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it worked for me, so I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. But, I mean, that's that's one thing you can't procrastinate is obeying the gospel. You, you can't put it off because the wise people were like, well, there's not going to be enough for both, so you guys go get your oil. They left. The bridegroom came, opportunity's gone. But they had all the elements there to be successful. And they weren't. And so that, that's, that's what I gather from this is the opportunities that we have as Christians, not only to share the gospel, but just the opportunity to obey the gospel, the opportunity to know Christ, to have a relationship with him. And so many people, though they have everything that they need to do it, they're not prepared. You know, they're not going to be prepared when our bridegroom comes back. You know, that, that's the whole... And again, just like Dexter was saying, a lot of this is is just reteaching what was taught in 25. 
Um, but then he goes back and says, which well, he mentions this in 25 is too, but you know, you either know the day or the hour. Or not 22, 25, excuse me. But I mean, 24, good grief. Get mentioned it, it in 24, <laughs> struggling. All right, but he quotes that again in verse 13 where you don't know the day or the, or the hour. And that's why as Christians, you know, you have to be right with God. Or if you're not a Christian, you can't just say, well, maybe in 10 or 12 years, you know, what if we don't have that much time? You know, because we don't know when our bridegroom's and we don't know when Jesus is going to return. And so, continuing on in verse 14, I got this. Okay, go Don't crazy. worry about it. Go crazy. All right, but um, for it will be, verse 14, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted uh, to them his property. Um, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability, and then he went away. And he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he had the two. He who had the two talents made two talents poor. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. And after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with him. And he had received. He who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, "Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I made five more." His master said to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Um, you have been faithful over a little, so therefore I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also had, and he also who had two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents here, and I have made two talents more. And his master said to him, uh, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Uh, 24, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you you to be a hard man reaping where you do not sow and gathering whether you scattered no seeds. So I was afraid, went and hid your talent in the ground and here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant, you know what I reap. You know that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money uh, with the bankers and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. Take the talent from him and gave it to him who was ten talents. For to everyone um, who has will more be given, and, and he who, sorry, I went ran together, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worst worthless servant into the outer darkness, in that place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You could have stopped halfway through. You didn't have to keep. Going. I, I had you. You, you could have. You could have stopped. Because there was a lot. It was kept going. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. You're good. No, I was completely... I was letting you judge it on your own. I was rolling. I mean, I was... Your breath. Your breath. Anyway. Um, so just to, like, get us going in the first 14 through 18, those first four verses of the parable, you know, um, the master gives his servants talents uh, de- uh, to kind of steward or walk, watch over during his absence as he's going on this journey. And, you know, in their day... A talent was 130 pounds, you know, and a silver talent was equal to about nine years of salary. So it's a it's a lot of money. He's entrusting them with a you know something that's very unfathomable. Uh, but you see how good it was awesome. I was thinking that in my head. I'm like, dang, you're good. I was just like, wow, unfathomable. <laughs> I am. Un- I cannot fathom what you just did. Unfathomable. Uh, unfathomable. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> 19. So the master has returned. 
and uh, he's here to evaluate each of the servants, you know. And two of the servants did pretty much what they were not expected, but did the right thing. They doubled their talents, you know. But even though one was more than the other, they both received, you know, the same reward. It says his servant uh, said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. He says that then and then to the next one, even though the values are different. He still said they still get the same reward, you know. And then And then there's the third one, you know, the one that... Is always the talking point, you know. The servant is—he didn't understand his master. You know, it, it says that I knew you to be a hard man, and I knew you uh, reaped where you had not scattered. But then he go, the master goes right in the twenty-six. But this master answered him, "You wicked, you wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I would reap where I have not sown and gather." Where I scatter no seed, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. And so, what I kind of take from that is that the servant really didn't understand or know his master like he thought he did. You know, the the master takes his talent and gives it to. I mean, the master's so angry that he takes his talent and gives it to someone who showed greater potential. You know, and you know it. The kind of the message behind this whole parable is like, if we don't use one of God-given abilities, you know, wisely and productively, uh, then it could be taken away. But that's also a kind of a important part of being a disciple, um, using what God gives us for good to double it with interest, um, and not just be like the. Well, I mean, even later on in the next page, or at least for me, he calls him cast the worthless servant. I mean, worthless is a is a pretty derogatory. How about slothful? Term. Well, that's true. I mean, that's slothful, uh-huh. worthless. Like these are heavy hitting words, and these all line up to things that uh, is compared to the third servant who didn't do what he was supposed to do. If you ever call me wicked and slothful, I will not miss you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's just that's the kind of magnitude behind this that you know we're supposed to use. What God gives us to, you know, produce more to and eh, produce more is kind of like a uh, almost like a heartless way of saying that, but like at least make good use of it, use it to bring someone closer to to Christ. You know, you wouldn't just throw money away and put it in the ground. You go spend it, invest it. You know, stuff like that. Well, here's what I like, and so you have. Again, and you you kind of hit on what I was going to talk about too, but the misunderstanding of the master is a big deal here. So, excuse me. That was a long one. That was like three and one. <laughs> um, but you have, let's start with servant three, the wicked and slothful one, and then go back to the other two. But he's saying to his master, you know, just like what Jackson says, I know you to be a hard man. Basically, I know you to be tough. I know what you've done. You know, so I decided to play on the safe side and, and bury it. And then here, you can have it back. Yeah. But that's not at all what he wanted. And the reason why, you know, he describes him as a, as a hard man, you know, if I was called that, you know, now, the 21st century, I would be like, oh, you think I'm unreasonable. You know, that's that's what I would think. But he's not, it's what he's, that's not necessarily what he's saying here, but he's just saying, you know, I'm completely misunderstanding who you are. Because you see the... First and second servant, he attempted what well, he did. He didn't attempt it. He set them up for success. 
you know, he's going to give this guy five because he knows his ability. He know he he knows he can handle it, and so I'm going to give you five. The next guy, you know, I can't give him five because if I gave him five, he's not going to double it. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him what was it two three? three sorry, I'm going to give him three because that's based on his ability. I want him to be successful, so I'm going to tone it back a little bit. And even understanding with him, well, I'm going to give you one. Okay, I was like. But gave him two because, you know, I know his ability. Then the other guy, I'm going to give him one. You're not saying I don't love him, but I'm understanding. I want to set him up for success. And he just, two of them hit the nail on the head and understood. And the other guy was like, well, I just completely had a, a wrong depiction of what he was like. And there are so many people that just, they think we serve a hard God. Mm-hmm. They think we serve a God that is unreasonable, is is angry, Someone who, you know, casts people into eternal darkness and, and all these things. And that's simply not true. You know, we serve a God that wants to set us up for success. The same way that the master was intending to set these other servants up for success. Mm-hmm. You know, and using the opportunities that they have in order to be successful. And what I mean by that, you know... As a Christian, think about this. If you're a missionary, full-time missionary, that's what you do, that's what you get paid to do, you're a full-time missionary, you're going to have more opportunities to spread the gospel. Right. You know, versus somebody who works at Kroger or somebody who works at, you know, whatever. You're going to have more opportunities because of certain things. And God understands that. He just wants to use you where you are in your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, he's not expecting, if you're not comfortable going on a mission trip, he's not writing that down in this book of bad things about you. <laughs> you know, you don't want to go to Mexico. You don't want to go to, you don't want to, <laughs> okay, that's not what he does. A lot of people think that. Well, I'm not good enough to be a Christian because I can't do this, 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 and this. God wants to use you exactly where you are. Exactly based on the opportunities that you have, the strengths that you have, you know, this is going to be like a touchy subject and I shouldn't even bring it up. But this this era in the world where everyone wants to be given participation trophies and nobody wants to... Guys, we're not all the same. Yeah. And, and just worldly talk and as Christians. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. You know, there are people who have more strengths than others. That's just the reality of it. You know, you may be a good speaker. Speak. You may be better at listening. Listen. You know, you may be better at working behind the scenes. You may be better at being right up front. It doesn't matter. Okay? We're not insignificant. If you feel like you have nothing in your life to serve God, go back and look again. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one thing, do it. Yeah. You know, and don't be... Like, there's so many people that... That just hold like these stereotypes. You know, I'm big on breaking tradition. You know, that that's something I thought about recently. Like there's so many traditional things that we do that are miserable. Yeah. And we do it because that's what our grandpappies did, you know, four hundred years ago. Yeah. You don't have to be like that. You don't have to do that. Break tradition. It's okay. But what I'm saying is you know, there's so many people that just think they're they're not good enough because they can't preach. 
or they're not good enough because they can't go visit, or they're not good enough because they don't want to go, or they're not comfortable going on a mission trip. And so, therefore, they don't act on the Bible. Yeah. And God is saying, I want you to, to do what you can do with what you have. And I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm thrilled. And that's why, you know, again, so many people misunderstand that, but God wants to use you. And he doesn't want you to be, like, he doesn't want me to be like Jackson. He doesn't want Jackson to be like Ty. He doesn't want Ty, you know, I can go on and on. He likes Dylan because Dylan can do this, 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 and this. He likes you because you can do this, 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 and this that I can't do. You know, and that's what he wants. He just wants people to understand it. And he's so understanding because he's not setting us up for failure. He's not saying, you know, because you can't do this, this, and this, you're terrible. He looks at, man, look what he can do. Yeah. You know, if, and if you want to go on missions and you want to preach, do it. And if you're not comfortable with it, don't. You know, don't force yourself to do something and be miserable and be somebody who you're not. God loves you for who you are. Mm-hmm. But, but he expects you to live for him where you are. Yeah. In the situation that you're in, at the job that you're at, whatever your situation is. Because, again, some people are just going to have more opportunities than others. It's just like in sports, somebody has to be first. Somebody's going to be better. Okay, not everybody gets participation trophies. All right? <laughs> I mean, you can, but we're going to give everybody first place. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You're ruining the youth. <laughs> Let them have competition. Makes you think of New Girl. Yeah. Whenever he goes, ah, youth. Youth. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, and again, I may get some hate for that. And if you disagree with me, Congrats, you have an opinion, and I respect it. If you think that's how it should be, I'm still friends with you. I still love you. I just look at it differently. I'm old school. Yeah. Like, not everybody's going to get a, a first-place trophy. It's just not going to happen. It makes you want to be better. <laughs> but, I mean, as a Christian, though, you can't be down on yourself because, hey, I'm not as good as that guy. I'm not as good of a Christian as him. You can be if you apply yourself to your situation. You know, say you have one talent. You you have the first servant who finished with 10. And all he had to do was double it. Turn it over. Do something with it. And so he comes back and he says, Master, well, I've got two. You know, let's just put this in perspective of, of things. That's not, not talking about money. But the first servant, well, you gave me five good things that I'm good at and I made it 10. Congratulations. You have the other guy. You gave me two and, or three. Well, no, I'm all confused. You gave me two and I made four. Great. And this guy could have been like, you, you, I have one, and now I have two. Great. Congratulations. Good for you. All of you guys are going to get the same reward. You're going to get heaven. Congrats. Uh, that's what he's talking That's what he's alluding to in this parable, obviously. You're all going to get heaven. And that's the, way, that's the way it should be. You know, don't be upset because you're not good at something. Be happy with what you are good at. And roll with it. You know, it goes back to, you know, and I won't get into all the reasons why, but like, Jackson's great going to the gym. Good for you. Thanks. You know, that's great. That's not my strength. I'm not good at that. But I am good at this, what I'm not good at many things, but I'm just, I can't think of one right now that I'm good (laughs) at, you know, but I may be good at something else. Great. You know, I don't, I'm not mad at myself because you're better at the gym than me. 
that's just a talent you have that I don't possess. But maybe I'm good at something else over here. I don't really. I really can't think of something that I can just pin on. <laughs> I'm good. At, that is so sad. <laughs> but um, but anyway, like that's the way God's like. You know, just just be happy and be content and work in your own yard. Don't worry about how green the neighbor's yard is. Worry about yours, because worrying about the neighbors is not going to make yours more green. You working in your own space, making do with what you have. That's what makes it good. Not worrying about somebody else. And then my grandpa, he was a big, oh, we fertilized that man's yard. Oh, three times a year. But we were out there fertilizing the grass because he loved it. I mean, I like my yard to be nice too, but he wanted the greenest grass in the neighborhood. Man, he did, buddy. (laughs) He did. But, you know, that took resources. That took time. That took financial, you know, responsibility to buy this stuff and all that but like the neighbor across the street what if he didn't doesn't have the ability to go out and do that what if he can't go out and work in his yard like that and and you have manual labor maybe he's physically incapable whatever but for whatever reason he can't work in his own yard staring out the window and looking at the green grass isn't going to make yours any better right but maybe you can go out and weed it around the lake maybe you can mow it twice a week may not be as green, but you're doing the best that you can. That's what Jesus wants. Work in your own yard with the talents and the abilities that you have and make it the best that you can. Don't worry about anybody else. And that's why I harp on so many times, like, your Christian life is personal. I mean, even like, even when you're married, you are seen as one flesh, but, like, you have your talents as a Christian he or she has theirs. You know, and I'm not saying anyway, but he or she has their own talents and that's great. But you're still seen as one and that's fine too. But we all have our own thing in as Christians, as the church, that make the world go round. Okay? So I'm, I'm telling you, and I guess my only challenge, that's where we're going to stop today. My only thing that I would tell you today to kind of leave you with is find what you're good at and excel in it. Do it the best that you can and maybe you'll uncover something. Maybe you'll uncover something that you're good at. Boom, there's something else you can do. Okay, this leads into other things, but it it requires you to focus on your talent, to focus on what you can bring to the table for Christ. Because let me tell you, this table is the most amazing thing that you're ever going to see. The table that we can set at with Jesus Christ. Okay? But if you think you're incapable of bringing something, go back to the store and try again. Because you have something to bring to the table. You know, you think about Christmas dinners. You think about, you know, all these things. Yes, my Aunt Wendy made the best mashed potatoes in the entire world. Okay, worked hard on it. You know, hours in the kitchen making this perfect. Yeah, she worked hard on it. But somebody has to bring the Sister Schubert's rolls or it's not complete. Okay, you buy them in the freezer section, throw them in the oven for five minutes, and voila, you have a bread masterpiece. Okay, but somebody has to bring it or it's not complete. So... Whether it's the mashed potatoes that you work hours on, 
or it's the frozen rolls from the freezer section at Food Lion, you can bring something to the table. So if you feel like you're incapable, if you're down on yourself as a Christian because you think you're not good enough, look again. Because there is something that you have to offer that nobody else has. And God sees it, but you have to discover it. So have a great week. Absolutely. We're going to end on that note. That's a good way to end it. Go make some mashed potatoes. I'm just kidding. Or bring some rolls. Or bring the frozen rolls. I shouldn't even got off on the mashed potatoes, and now all I can do is think about them. Miss those guys. All right, have a great week. We love you. Love you, dude.